Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch is joined by Grace McLaurin, co-founder of Vitality Anti-Aging Center, certified Allergan speaker and trainer, and owner of Aesthetic Consulting and Training. Hello, everybody. This is Alex Tiersch again, and welcome to Medical Spa Insider. We are um, talking... PAs today. I was going to say physician assistants, but that that that's the whole point of our conversation today is that physician assistants that that name is kind of up for debate. So um, for for those of you who don't know um, PAs, and I know there's a lot of um, folks who listen who are getting into the industry. Uh, PAs, physician assistants, as they're called uh, now, are um, a huge part of our industry. They are, um, you know, which which I know that this term is not is not loved, but but many states refer to them as mid level practitioners, and what that means is they've got. Uh, prescriptive prescriptive authority the, the the ability to make treatment plans and basically run all of the treatments um, uh, very similarly to how an APN or, or a nurse practitioner can do it and that makes them incredibly valuable in this industry and, and across the country so um, recently though back uh, actually May 24th is when this was released the American Academy of PAs, their House of Delegates passed a resolution to change their name from physician assistant to physician associate. And this was um, after some time, some study, I think, they, that the, 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 the House of Delegates had done and, and their entire membership voted on it. And so they, they want to change their name from physician assistant to physician associate. Interestingly, though, um, following that in the days to, the days to come, both the American Medical Association and the American Osteopathic Association, which are two of the largest physician-based groups, um, spoke up and made some objections to this, saying that, um, that well, first of all, the American Medical Association President Susan Bailey said that the attempt was clearly an attempt to advance PA's pursuit towards independent practice, but mostly said that it would create confusion um, and potentially sacrifice um, patient care. It's going to create confusion as to who's providing the care. Um, same same thing with the American Osteopathic Association. They were um, worried about truth in advertising and said that this title change could easily create confusion for patients and put their safety at risk. So that's kind of, this is, this has been a hot topic amongst PAs. It's, we've been covering it at AMSPA and it's, it's a very interesting conversation that I think, um, needs to be had. And we are very lucky to have the one and only Grace McLaurin, who is a PA, for in North Carolina, outside of Charlotte, and she has been in the industry and been a PA for, gosh, I want to say close to 25 years and has been doing aesthetics for um, nearly that long. So she's got as much experience in this um, as anyone and and really is, has, has been um, an incredible asset to AMSPA. She's part of our, our safety council. Um, she's a, an incredible trainer for, for Allergan and um, does all sorts of uh, trainings across the country, and she's been a great resource for us. Grace, welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for having me this morning. I really appreciate it. No, of course. How are things in, in North Carolina first, just to, to, to start off? Things are things are good, and, uh, you know, we stay, we're staying busy. Finally, you know, our economy is opening back up, and, our governor finally lifted a lot of the restrictions so people are out about. Yeah. Things are 
are moving along and up, which is nice. Yeah, I know. It's not. I actually just just got back from a trip to LA. I've, I've been traveling again and, and I was, I, I had fully quarantined myself during the, the pandemic and didn't travel at all. And it's, 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 it does feel more and more like we're getting back to normal. There's just so many people out. It seems like things are just, are just kind of settling back in, um, which is really, really nice. It's just been, it's, it, this is going to be a fun summer. I think, are, are, are you guys keeping busy as far as, um, revenue? Are you in, and things like that? I mean, how's your practice doing? You know, practice is doing great. I think business is up, gosh, probably our business is up somewhere around 25%. Um, it's, you know, been up, down, up, down, but um, overall about 25% so far this year. And I had lunch the other day with um, Carrie Strom from Allergan and mm-hmm. several trainers. And um, she was talking about how in this industry that right now they're looking at 30% growth nationwide, which is really nice to hear. Yeah. I mean, obviously I don't think that kind of growth is sustainable long, long term, but I think for a short while we're going to see, you know, significant growth. That's, that's, that's incredible. And, and, and it's like, I can, I can sense that everyone that I talk to in the industry is just, is shaking their head, uh, at the resiliency and the, and the continued growth of this industry. Um, so that's really good to hear. That's, that, that's awesome. Um, so let's, let's talk PAs. And, and before we get into the specifics of this, um, you, you've been a PA for, for a long, I mean, PAs are a relatively new, Creation, and, and I mean that they're not, you know, they've they've been around for a while, but it's not like they're, you know, like physicians have been, uh, who have been around forever. Like PAs are are a, a relatively new construct. Tell us a little bit about, uh, so folks know who you are, um, what your background is, and 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 how long you've been in aesthetics, because I know you've got a lot of experience as a PA and in aesthetics. I, um, I, I became a PA a little bit later in life. Um, I went back to school after my kids were a little bit older um, and went to Wake Forest, Bowman Gray School of Medicine. And I've been a PA. I graduated in 1995. And I've worked in general surgery, emergency medicine, internal medicine, women's health. And then I've been in aesthetics. I started at a practice back in 2000 and then opened my own practice in 2006. So I've been doing aesthetics for 21 years. That's a lot. I mean, that's that's ancient in this industry. I mean, that's that's back when Botox was not even Botox. Yes, I'm yeah. one of the OGs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, as they say. that's awesome. Um, so and original. Yeah, I know. The, you're an original gangster. I know. That's that's um, that's, that, right. that's what people think when they think of Grace McLaurin. Um, what? Um, so so let's talk about this 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 PA name change. So. Um, I guess, you know, I, I, you, you've been obviously a PA for a long time. So, um, my, I guess my first, um, my first question, my first thought when it went, when, and we talked about this a while back, just kind of as it was happening, but what's, why did PAs, which are, which are physician assistants, why did the, the, the national organization, and, and, and I'm curious, your personal thoughts on this too, what's the reason for changing from physician assistant to physician associate? I think, and this has been an ongoing discussion ever since I became a PA. I've been really? hearing about this from the very beginning. And there's so much confusion, I think, amongst patients amongst the general public um, with the assistant word, because I think they're not sure if we're like medical office assistants, if we're nursing assistants, quite what we do. And so they put us 
kind of in in that role. And then I think, you know, over the past 10 years, nurse practitioners, their organization has done a great job really propelling them into recognition. People before weren't quite so sure what a nurse practitioner was. And so the practitioner word more describes what they do versus like a physician assistant name. And recently there was some advertising done for looking for what they called physician assistants, but ultimately it was like an office assistant in a physician's office. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's what really propelled this final real push. And so, you know, they talked about several names. One was a medical care practitioner, mm-hmm. an MCP, but physician associate, I think all of us from the people that I've talked to, it really, it, it wasn't, it, it better describes what we do. If you think about a professor, an associate professor isn't a full professor. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't earned that right, that tenure. They haven't had quite the education that a full professor has if they're an associate professor. And we felt that it, you know, more describes what we do. We all understand our scope. We're not trying to be mm-hmm. full medical physicians, but we are also not just an assistant that hands instruments or writes notes we do provide medical care Mm -hmm. and so i think people felt that that associate sort of like a junior is is more appropriate for what we are yeah i think i i can see that so the the it's it's the word assistant right because when you say physician assistant like, like you just said it, it, it implies that you are assisting a physician in what the physician does. Um, but it, but it, you know, used, used in the context of, you know, the corporate world and, and, and everything else, assistant is, is, does not imply, you know, the, the, the same level of authority that you actually have as a PA, meaning you can, you can do prescriptions, you can do treatment plans, you can, you know, sign orders and things like that. And, and, um, I, have you ever yourself d- during your practice has is that have you ever seen that confusion manifest itself when you're talking to patients? I haven't had it manifest itself with me personally. Um, I try to just educate patients as to you know what I do, and I've been around long enough that I think people. I mean, people know what I do. I think that a lot of people um, get upset because a lot of our patients that are our long-term patients end up calling, oh, you're my doctor. And I'm always correct. I'm like, no, I'm your physician assistant. Like, well, to me, you're my doctor. And I think that that's where some of the medical doctors are upset about maybe some of this change. But, you know, it's not changing anything about the profession. And I think just as in any profession, you have people who know their scope. You have people that, that try to push their scope. I mean, I certainly you know, practice within my scope and have a medical director, but we also see big change coming with, you know, OTP. I mean, nurse practitioners, I think, can now practice independently in 28 states without a medical director. And, you know, physician assistants, much less, but I think you're going to see more of that. And I think it's an effort if we didn't do this and we don't get some of that you know, full practice authority rights, you're going to see the physician assistant or physician associate um, profession kind of fall by the wayside to nurse practitioners, which is a sad thing because we've been around since 1965 and we were created because there was a shortage of primary care physicians. And so the whole program was created at Duke, mm-hmm. educating us to fill in at that level of care 
none of us are out there trying to be surgeons or, you know, specialists or anything like that. We're trying to fill that gap. And during COVID, nobody had any problem taking away the restrictions and letting PAs function fully autonomously, you know, but now they want to pull that back. So there has been some, and you heard some of the quotes that I read um, earlier. There, there has been some some backlash from the American Medical right. Association, the American Osteopathic Association, some others too. Um, I think the uh, Dermatologist Association also issued uh, a statement. Yeah. Um, did you expect that type of backlash? Were you anticipating that, or was that a surprise to you? I anticipated it from the AMA. I was surprised from the Osteopathic Association because it has not been long since DOs were under the exact same type of pressure that we are right now, that the AMA did not want to recognize them as real doctors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was working in the hospital and they would not hire a DO. You know, and so, and that's not been that long ago. So I, I really, truly was kind of surprised by that. And, you know, I think it's a small group of people that come out with this, you know, you know, the letters of dissent and stuff. Because if you talk, most of the physicians that I talk to day to day are very supportive of the right. change and believe that we deserve that change. Um, but I think it's um, threatening to some and you know, I think people just think we think we figured out a way to go to medical school in a shorter amount of time, but we haven't. And when people start asking about school, I mean, you know, I have a four-year degree. I have two more years of PA school. I have now I'm working on my doctorate. I mean, I will have, mm-hmm. you know, eight years of education when I'm finished. So you you, you mentioned a couple things that, that, that I want to uh, kind of unpack a little bit. You First of all, I think you're right when you say that it's probably a minority of physicians have this opinion um, about the name change and are pushing back. That said, though, um, even if that's true, it's it's the the heads of the organizations themselves that are issuing statements. So it's not like it's, you know, Joe Blow, you know, secretary or treasurer of the AMA. It's the president. Right. And and so they, they obviously are coming out fairly strongly against this. And, um, Right. What you're saying, I think, is 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 true. It's in 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 a way, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because I I think the whole reason that we're in this position in the first place is because physician assistant, by its very name, can create confusion, and you're trying to clear up that confusion. Um, is, is this? Do you think this is some sort of a like a, a turf war for some of these physicians? Are they are they worried that PAs are trying to encroach upon their turf and 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 take over for them? Because I, I feel like in medicine, especially, there's just so much paranoia about people taking their their space. We see that in aesthetics all the time. I mean, what's driving their the true? What's truly driving their opposition to this? Do you know? I, I think you're exactly right. I think it's a turf war. I think it's with decreased reimbursement. And if, you know, right now, PAs and nurse practitioners are de- at, reimbursed at 85%. And as we get more, you know, OTP and things like that, then reimbursement will become somewhat more equal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I personally believe if I'm providing the same primary care that another primary care person is providing, 
the exact same care, then the, the reimbursement ought to be the same. And I think that, and I'm not saying that I, I am a doctor. I'm just saying I'm as qualified to treat the flu as this other person. So I should be reimbursed for flu the same way, you know? And so I do think that, that medicine with decreased reimbursement with everything that's happened, you know, with healthcare reform, which we need, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm a, full supporter of healthcare reform, but I don't know that it's been done hundred percent correctly because it's not affordable for everybody. And you're watching all the private practices be bought up by big corporations and it's becoming a, a it's kind of a dog eat dog world. And I've never seen medicine so competitive mm-hmm. in my whole career as it is right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, so I do think, yes, I think money and, position is a big driving force behind this. Now, are you, are you in favor of, um, independent practice for PAs? I think that we should have, you know, I think that we should not have to have medical directors who put their liability on the line for my, Mm -hmm. what I do. It should be my liability, but I do think that we should have you know, some type of regulation that you've had to have worked so many hours without any problems that you have that experience. Because, I mean, anybody will tell you, even physicians, that where you really learn is when you get out there in, in the trenches, so to speak. And, you know, after X number of hours or years, however they want to do it, that then you potentially could function without an actual paid right. medical director. But in you know, having a team of people that really work together. I have a team now, I still pay a medical director, but I have people that I can call for any problem that I would ever, ever have, you know? And I think that that actually is where we're gonna provide better care and more effective care. And I think why you've seen trouble in, in the physician assistant, you know, career is because nurse practitioners in these states where they can, function somewhat independently, then the people, the doctors that hire them are not having to take any liability. So their malpractice isn't on the line right. if that nurse practitioner is, is has a malpractice mm-hmm. suit. And that's where a lot of it comes down to. So some tort reform may be something that we need to look at. And you would be better to talk about that than yeah. me. <laughs> it's, it always comes back to money, doesn't it? That's um, it, what was interesting yeah. about the, the, uh, the AMA's response um, was, well, first of all, I, I, as a lawyer, the first thing that, that I thought about was, you know, advertising and, and, you know, medical advertising, it's, it's crucial that you are non-deceptive, that everything is clear. And, and, and I do want to just make a, a, a quick point that the, um, the American Academy of Physician Assistants and, uh, all the lawyers that I've talked to, um, are right now recommending that PAs continue to call themselves physician assistants. I, I don't know if you, if, if, if you knew right. that, Grace, but I actually saw a, um, a statement from the, the AAPA to that effect. And, and that, that concerns me because I've already seen on LinkedIn and on websites and on Instagram, several PAs calling themselves physician associate. And, and I, I encourage any of you who are listening, who are doing that to, to not do that yet, just because, you know, yes, the, the, absolutely. And you know, what, what, what are your thoughts on, on, on that before I get into this other question? Well, I, I don't think that, the, you know, while the name has been voted on by the house of delegates, right. I don't think that it's been actually officially changed yet. Right. And so I, you know, and it's, 
not being recognized by state medical boards at this time. And so I think people need to be very careful. And I think using it right now before it's really legally official and um, state medical boards are recognizing it really, it, it, it puts the name change at jeopardy. Yeah. It's, 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 it's counterproductive. Too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's counterproductive because, um, right. you know, this is, this is, this is big business and the, yeah. you know, the meta, the AMA in particular, I mean, talk about a, a the 800 pound gorilla, the amount of funding that they have, um, is, you know, dwarfs anything that, 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 the the PAs have. And it just takes, right. you know, um, it, it just takes a couple of high profile, um, cases or issues where they come after and say, Hey, see, this is what's happening. The, the PAs are already calling themselves physician associates. There's confusion, blah, blah, blah. So I, I really, really hope just for the sake of PAs. And I don't necessarily have a, a dog in this fight, but, um, you know, if, if PAs want this change, I, you know, that's, that it's fine with me, but I, I would hate to see it get derailed because people start using it ahead of time. Um, that would just right. be unfortunate. So I really, if, if you're out there, just, just use physician assistant for now and, and hopefully it'll change. And, and I, to- I totally agree with you, with you on that one. I mean, everybody needs to just be patient. And the worst thing that could happen is that a patient filed a complaint to a medical board yeah. saying that they felt it was that they were deceived in their care because yeah. somebody used that name and that they misunderstood what that person was. And so, you know, I think we need to sit back, let the AAPA do their work. Let's listen to what people are saying and let the powers that be make this change. And then we follow suit with our name change. But until then, as far as I've been concerned, I've been a physician assistant. Okay, good. Yeah, that's that, that's good to hear because, like I said, I have seen that a few times, and I've kind of been like, Oof, "Don't, don't, please, don't do that." Um, what what well, I was AAPA has asked them not to, you know. Yeah. So you know, obviously, it's people that maybe aren't quite as um, that maybe aren't aren't saying that maybe they're not members of the AAPA or they aren't reading right. what the AAPA's recommendations are at this time. Yeah, they're not they're not quite as plugged in. My understanding in. is they're asking us not to use it right no, now. No, it's 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 in one of the statements that the AAPA released. Yeah. It specifically says that that until and 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 the right. and the reason is it's just like, you know, AMSPA is an association. Um we we are not a regulator, we are not a state board. So we if we wanted to change medical spa to medical aesthetic center. Like we, we couldn't do that. Like we were, you know, there's, that's up to the States. It's up to the medical boards. It's up to, it's, it's up to that. So, so it's, it's, it's premature, um, to do that. But I, I did want to ask one thing because the, the, what was really telling to me about the statement from the AMA. So Susan Bailey, who, who I don't, I don't know, we actually reached out to them. Um, not unsurprisingly, they did not respond to us cause we're just little lamb spot. Uh, they, did, they didn't want, they didn't want to, uh, they didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want, they didn't, they didn't want to talk about it. Um, but we asked them like, Hey, like what, like what's driving this? Like what's driving, you know, truly what's behind it. Cause the, the thing that, that, and, and I don't know if, she, if, if the president meant to say this or if it slipped out, but her statement was about, you know, causing confusion, all that kind of stuff, which, which I get, I think that's, you know, that's a, that's a valid concern. I think ultimately it can be addressed. I I, I don't think it's, it's a a concern that's big enough to, to kill the idea, but then she kind of threw in, um, and added that it is clearly an attempt to advance their pursuit towards independent practice. 
And to me, that kind of gave away what this is really about, which is not necessarily the name. It's, well, wait a minute. They want to do independent practice and that's going to impact our bottom line. And it's just like, I, you know, I, I wonder if she, I wonder if she regrets saying that, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? I would, I would hope so because I don't think the name change has anything to do with independent practice. Mm-hmm. I think the name change clearly from all my colleagues standpoint is to better define what it is that we do because to some patients you know when they like we said earlier they you know oh we have an appointment with the physician assistant the doctor's book they think that that's like the person that brings them back takes their blood pressure and you know gets their history and then stands there and hands the doctor things and they don't want to see that person so i think with proper education then the the you know public's going to know and i think people who already know what pas do physician associate physician assistant, we're still going to be calling ourselves PAs. It's not going to be that big a deal. And this has absolutely zero to do with independent practice. It has everything to do with recognition of what we actually do. Yes. Um, now, but couldn't just kind of play in the, the other side. I mean, isn't the fact that you're, you know, there's 50 years of history roughly of, of PAs being called physician assistants, um, you know, doesn't that kind of mitigate your argument a little bit that, that, Hey, this is creating confusion. Cause really, I mean, it's, this is, this is an educational campaign. It's about letting people know what they do. And I understand the word assistant is a little bit misleading. Um, right. but, but I mean, isn't this just kind of education and say, Hey, as long as you can define what the terms are. Um, and, and I guess some would ask, you know, why do this now in 2021, Physician assistants have been around for 50 years. Why now instead of, you know, before? Like I said, I think, I mean, there's been rumblings of this and talk about name change literally since I became a PA. So I think it's been a longstanding thing. I, you know, I, I read an article where there had been some ad in Hawaii, I think, where they were looking for a physician assistant and ended up being, literally like an office assistant and I think that that really that propelled a lot of it Mm -hmm. and you know it's just been an ongoing thing and I think you finally have just gotten a group of people that are tired of fighting and explaining what it is that we do and as you watch and and nurse it's nothing against nurse practitioners I feel like we're kind of one and the same um and they are my colleagues they're Mm -hmm. not you know, my enemy or they're not competition or anything, but they, like I said, they've done such a good job mobilizing and being able to um, take away the need for medical director, but they still have, you know, the optimal team practice that takes away the liability from the physician. And so that they're growing in a way that the physician assistants are not. And I think that the physician assistants, and in, in doing studies, I mean, they hired a, a, a whole research group to look at this and, and do independent research. The name created confusion and it created something that made it look like the nurse practitioners were more qualified than PAs to, mm-hmm. to treat mm-hmm. patients. And so you've watched the PA profession shrink, whereas the nurse practitioner profession is growing rapidly. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point. Um, do, do, and, and I actually want to talk about kind of 
the the PA profession as a whole, particularly in in, in aesthetics, in, in in a second. But do, do do you know if and you may not know this, and this just came to me. Do you know if were there discussions with the AMA and the AOA or, or other physicians groups about this prior to it happening, or was it just kind of like, hey, here's what we're going to do? do? Do you have any idea? My understanding is I, I think there were discussions, you know, I don't know at what depth there were discussions, right, right. but I do think with this, the group that they hired and, you know, I may be misspeaking, but this is just kind of my, yeah, was my sure. understanding from what I read. So don't take it as, as gospel, but, um, is that there were discussions, there was research, there were questions to doctors, there were questions to patients, there were, you know, surveys all around and that this was, this was the, the consensus was associates seem to be the best description and the best term. Yeah. And, and so one of the important distinctions, and, and you compared uh, PAs to NPs or, or uh, advanced practice nurses, which mm-hmm. Hermine Warren tells me every time I say nurse practitioner that I need to be more expansive. But um, I know I, I do it. And I still call call us mid-levels and I get corrected. I do too. I, call, too I, say, <laughs> I say mid-level too. It's just, but the, 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 the important, and I think, um, what, what, what folks need to know, and, and this is something that, I, that, that is a very clear distinction that, that most people don't necessarily think about, but it is a, has a very big impact. And that is that PAs are governed by the medical board of your particular state. Right. And um, NPs, APNs are governed by the nursing board of their particular state. And so while there's, you know, obviously there's, there's similarities in what they can do, the the training that you get and and the folks who are setting your rules and enforcing them are very, very different. You go to, I mean, you're taking medical school classes and I'm not saying one is better than the other. I, again, I, it's, this is not meant to be that, but it's just, um, the fact We're that you're trained differently. Exactly. You're, you're, you're trained differently, but the fact that you're governed by the medical board, I think makes it a much different battle for you than the, than nurse practitioners or APNs because the, the, you know, if they fight with physicians, well, the, the, the nursing board can still say, well, we're going to do it anyway. And, and whereas you have to literally have to get the, the, the approval of, of the, of the physicians in your state. And that's a lot more difficult sometimes. Yes, it is. It is. And, you know, and, you know, luckily I work with great physicians who are very, very supportive of me and PAs and I always have, um, but yeah, it's, it's a tougher battle for us because the nurse practitioners do have the nursing board behind them and they have a lot of, um, organizations and, mm-hmm. you know, it, based on their specialty and things that really support the whole, you know, their, their whole profession and PAs don't haven't mobilized quite as well, I think in some of those areas. And um, maybe that's where some of the weaknesses, but I had looked at some, some projections earlier, just, you know, and just even looking at numbers, like the anticipated number of new positions by night, by 2028 for nurse practitioners is supposed to be 53 over 53,000 for PAs. It's only supposed to be um, Mm 37,000. And that used to be the exact opposite. So what's, so how do, I mean, how do people get into being PAs? I, I, I remember I, I have one of my good friends from, from college became a PA and until he said, I'm going to PA school, I had no idea what a PA was. I mean, this was, you know, maybe this is 15 years ago, 20 years ago, but, um, it, 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 how do you, how do we get more, more 
um, students to become PAs. And, and I say that because we are, whether folks realize it or not, we're facing a, a, a shortage of, of providers in, in aesthetics particularly, um, and specifically the mid-level providers, which, which I know is a, a tough word to say, but you know, the, those providers, <laughs> those providers that can actually do the good faith exam as we call it and, and prescribe and, and, and run a med spot, right? Perform those treatments. Right. And, and we need more of them. Um, but PAs don't seem to be, it's, we've had a very difficult time getting PAs, um, to come into aesthetics and, and, and AMSPA is trying, we're going to the PA association and say, Hey, we, we need more. Like what's going on there and how do we get more PAs? Like how, how do we do that? Well, I think, I, I think one thing, I mean, they're just, you know, PAs as far as PA programs that are out there, it's a very competitive field to get into. And I, like you, when I became a PA, I didn't know what a PA was until the year before I applied for PA school. I had always planned to go to medical school, and then um, mm-hmm. I got a little derailed and got married at 19 and had three kids pretty quickly, and um, mm-hmm. so I stayed home with my children, and I looked at medical school, and I looked at PA school, and for me at that point in my life, PA school seemed to be the best option for me, and that's where I really learned about PAs and became a PA yeah. and really fell in love with the profession, but I mean, I applied, when I applied to PA school, there were over, at that point in time, there were like 1,800 applications for 48 positions. Mm-hmm. And um, so right now, I think one thing is there's there's not enough training out there. Mm-hmm. So there, you're limited in your number of PAs. I don't know many unemployed PAs, um, but I think that we're going to be seeing some more of them um, mm-hmm. as the nurse practitioners are filling in this role that traditionally has been filled by PAs in the past. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think people don't understand as well. You know, I think one thing we should speak to is the rigorous continuing education and certification as PAs that we have to go through. Mm-hmm. You know, I ha- up, up until my last certification, we were having to take a recertifying exam every six years. I have to turn in a hundred hours of continuing education every two years, which is more than any other medical profession out there. Well, you just actually reminded me that I have to turn in my continuing legal education this month. <laughs> Whoops, <laughs> forgot about that. Um, anyway, story for another time. Um, but um, I, I, that's 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 very interesting, and, and I never thought of it that way. But but you're right, and and the fact that there's not as many schools for PAs, there's not as much education for PAs, there's not as many opportunities. Right. How, I mean, you know, my, my first reaction to that is, well, we, let's create some more, right? Like, and, and, and in right. aesthetics, and, and this is what's been a little frustrating for, for me, just kind of watching this from the outside as someone who's kind of cheering for the industry, you know, we, we need more PAs, but I think I was talking to you or it was Megan Kennedy or one of the, one, some, a PA that, um, that, that I work with and, and, I, I said, you know, do you, when you're in PA school or when you're wherever, do you, do you know about aesthetics? Do you learn anything about it? Are you exposed to it? And it was just a big giant, no, nothing. We, is, is, is that true? Yes. I mean, I, you know, I think, I think PAs one, I think they don't, you know, kind of tagging into what you're saying is I think a lot of PAs get into a area of medicine and they like being in the hospitals and surgery. And I don't think that they're aware of, of the potential for them in aesthetics. Right. Right. There's no, there's certainly no, there's no exposure. Right. Sorry. I was going to say nurses, nurses will get their, their NP or DMP 
as nurses working in, for a dermatologist or while they're working for a plastic surgeon and it becomes sort of a natural progression for them and PAs aren't in those two professions as much. They're more in primary care, they're in cardiovascular surgery, they're in ER, they're in, you know, and some of that too comes in the way that we're trained because PAs are trained in a way that we can jump from one field of medicine, to, you know, one specialty to another. Whereas nurse practitioners, I mean, even though some are broad, like adult medicine, they're trained more in, if they go into women's health, they're kind of pigeonholed into women's health. Right. Now they could kind of maybe get into some aesthetics because that could be women's health, but you, they can't go do pediatrics if they're right. in women's health. Right. What's a, I'm, I'm curious, what, like when you go to your general PA meetings and let people know that you're in aesthetics, you're doing, you know, you're doing facial aesthetics, you're, you're, you know, you have your practice. I, what's the reaction to, to folks who, who are to other PAs? Are they like, oh man, I wish I could do that. I mean, is there excitement about it? Is there intrigue? What's the reaction? It's one of two, it's one of two things. It's that, that they're, oh gosh, how do I do this? And right. I train a ton of PAs who are interested in getting into this field. Um, or they look at us like I'm I'm an esthetician. Like, boy, you really sold out, didn't you? Oh, uh, really? Like it's yeah. not it's not as they, high level it's medicine. Not real medicine. Uh, right. You know what though? And you know, I think people need to know that what we do is still high level medicine and deal we deal with complications and have to know anatomy mm-hmm. better than most people know and you know it it is still medicine but um a lot there there's still that misconception out there yeah. as to what we do i actually had somebody tell me oh you went to the dark side really <laughs> i was like what oh <laughs> man know, but yeah i went to the dark side I that feel was a like... made to me one time by one of my peers you know what I feel like? I, I, I feel like physicians dealt with that for a while. I think that's like natural. You know, it's just that like, it, yeah. not that it's good. I don't support it, but it's like, it's, it's, it's natural. People, you know, physicians, you know, who go into aesthetics, uh, I, I think, I think deal with that too, but that's interesting. I, 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 I really didn't know that. Um, well, all right. So this is, this has been super interesting. So, um, you know, as we wrap up and this has been super interesting. I could really, I, I I could talk about this all day. But what 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 like if there's a PA out there listening, what can they do? Like what like what what are you doing to to help change this? And 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 what can they do both to you know help get more PAs on the market, get PAs into 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 aesthetics, and just help with this whole situation? What's the what's your advice there? Well, I think they can get involved in their their state their state boards, their state um, academies, they need to get politically involved with their their congressmen, legislators. And then I think the other thing, like I myself, I we have one seat available for a PA on the medical board that mm-hmm. rotates every three years. And I have, I've applied for it previously and made it all the way down to the final interview stage, but then it becomes the governor appointed position and didn't get it. I've applied again this year. Um, I really feel like that a PA on the board, one that owns their own practice, but understands their scope and, and operates within, with a medical director and an, you know, and with an optimal team approach and an aesthetic so that we can educate some of these people that just don't understand what aesthetic medicine is. Like I said, you know, people sometimes think it's like, 
a day spa or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's true medicine. And so my hope is to bring awareness to what aesthetic medicine is and what physician assistants and nurse practitioners do in aesthetic medicine and the importance that we bring to that and that we are an asset to physicians, not a threat to them and a way that they can actually grow their practices and make more money if they can just slow down a little bit and listen to what it is that we do. I, I couldn't have said it better. I think that's, that's a, a, a great way to approach it. I think people need to get involved. I think all you have to do is look at, at what the nurse practitioners and again, uh, advanced right. practice nurses, what they've done. I mean, they've been talk about, you know, the power of being organized and they've, they've, exactly. they've been able to achieve so much just because, and this is not just on a federal, I mean, every state has a really robust, um, nurse practitioner association. So, um, right. And, and most states have a fairly good PA organization and even in your local county, usually, or town, mm-hmm. there will be one, some more active than others. But I really encourage PAs, you know, if you don't have a local organization that's part of your state organization, you really need to stand up and start one, you know, get a few PAs together and start meeting once a month and, and just start learning from each other and then grow that and start educating at the state level. And, and then that spreads into the national level. And we really, we can't sit back and just expect these changes to happen and people to embrace them. If we don't get out there and educate, improve ourselves, improve what our intent is, and show them that our intent is not to get out there and take their jobs. And we're just going to all think we figured out how to go to medical school in two to three years mm-hmm. that we want to be an asset. We want to be, you know, you know, we want to be something that's an asset to their practices, to doctors, to the healthcare profession and not a threat to anybody or anything. We just want to make it better. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. I, I love it. Um, Grace, thank you so much for joining us. Well, this thank has you been for awesome. having me. This has been great. I've enjoyed it. No, me too. Uh, this is, this has been great. We'll have to have you, you back, uh, as this issue starts to develop. I'm sure we're not going to be hearing the, the end of this. What, uh, where oh, can no. folks, uh, reach you if, if, if they want to ask you some questions or help out? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Um, anybody can, um, they can DM me on my Instagram page. Um, I check that out every day, which is aesthetic with an A underscore consulting underscore training, or they can, um, call my practice 828-322-1498 and leave me a message. Um, those tend to be the best ways or they can usually get me on Facebook just under my name. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Grace McLaurin. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You have a great day, Alex. Good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us this week with the American Med Spa podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch was joined by Grace McLaurin, co-founder of Vitality Anti-Aging Center, certified Allergan speaker and trainer, and owner of Aesthetic Consulting and Training. If you're new with us, we would love to invite you to hit the subscribe button. Click it now so you can get MSPA content delivered to you each time. Leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode.